2: Welcome into the Fairways of Life show, folks. Pleasure to have your company as the United States Women's Open is now in the books and those books will forevermore be of the variety of the history books because that's exactly what took place. American Allison Corpus winning on the same ground that's been tread by the greats, including Jack Nicklaus and Tom Watson in Tiger Woods and their U.S. Open triumphs. It was quite remarkable indeed, and I'm going to get to what I mean by that in just a moment. It just, if no other measure than one of putting, stand by on that, and I'll get to it in a second. Rounds of 69, 70, 71. In 69 for a 279 aggregate score. She hit 12 of 14 fairways, 11 of 18 greens. In terms of putts, she only had 26 in that final round. This is her fifth United States. Women's Open star prior to her wearing her career best finish in major championships, a tie for 24th at Pine Needles Lodge and Golf Club in 2022. This was her 13th event this season on tour. Prior to this victory, she earned two top 10 finishes, including a tie for third at the HSBC Women's World Championship. This is her second season on tour. She has five career top 10s uh, to this point with the best showing of a solo second at the 2022 ISPS Handa World Invitational. She is uh, the season's fifth Rolex first-time winner of the 23 season, uh, joining Lilia Vu in that one as well, although probably not where you're thinking of. You're probably thinking of uh, uh, down in Texas. No, in fact, it was the Honda LPGA Thailand where Vu earned her distinction there. She's the 22nd player to become a 1st time winner at the United States Women's Open. Since 2015, five U.S. Women's Open champions have been first-time winners. She is also the 45th player to become a first-time winner at any major championship. She's the first American, get this, since Brittany Lang in 2016 to win the U.S. Women's Open. Think about that for a second. She's also the first American to get her first LPGA Tour win. At the U.S. Women's Open since Hillary Lunke in 2003. She's the second University of Southern California alumna to win a women's major championship. She joined Sophia Popoff at the 2020 AIG Women's Open in that distinction. She crosses the three million dollar mark in official career earnings with the two million dollar winners check. So she has a total of three point two. Now in winning, she's the 12th different winner on tour in 2023 and the third American following, again, Lilia Vu and Rose Zhang in that regard. Okay, so in terms of her performance, strokes gained approach. She ranks second for the week proximity to the hole, 28 feet, one inch on those small Pebble Beach greens. She was first in that regard. And then greens and regulation, she was 65.3% tied for third. But this is what I wanted to mention to you about the putting, because I think it's so remarkable to talk about what she did in that final round and the steely-eyed focus that she had uh, in that final round at Pebble Beach at the U.S. Women's Open. Strokes game putting in rounds one through three. She was still positive. She averaged just under one stroke gained on the field, 0.82. In the final round, ready for it? She gained 2.64 strokes in the rest of the field just in strokes gained putting. In putting from 10 to 20 feet, in rounds one through three, she was two for 12. In the final round, she was four for six. I know it's impressive, isn't it? And then feet of putts made in rounds one through three. She made a total of 60 feet, 11 inches in the final round alone. She made 91 feet, two inches. Obviously, she carried herself with great poise throughout the entire tournament. Certainly in that final round until she got onto that 18th hole and we finally saw her crack and the emotions came pouring out. So we start with this from her press conference and ask Allison Corpruits, what right now is going through your head?
3: Yeah, I mean, my mind's racing. I mean, like I said yesterday, like this this is really a dream come true. And it was something I dreamed of, but at the same time, kind of just never really expected to happen. So um, just trying to take it in and enjoy the moment. Yeah, I didn't look at the leaderboard much. I mean, I got off to a pretty good start, and I kind of figured, you know, just keep my head down, keep playing my game. Um, Accidentally saw a leaderboard, I think, on 14 or 15. Um, But um, just tried to stick to the same game plan and just told Jay, you know, like, let's try to make a few birdies coming in, um, and let's just bring it home. Yeah, I mean, the big one, of course, is Michelle winning in 2014 at Pinehurst. Um, I remember being at home and just, you know, being amazed and, yeah, just just really being inspired by her. Um, and just, you know, all the history. Um, I mean, a major championship. Just, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like everything that's happened this year has kind of prepared me for this moment. Um, super special that both of my parents are out here this week. I mean, my dad only does KPMG and, and the U.S. Open, so really nice that he's out here. I had a ton of uh, family friends out. I had my aunt and uncle and cousin out earlier, um, boyfriend's parents, my college teammate, just a lot of people out here. Um, it was just really awesome to know that we're at Pebble, just such a historic venue, and yeah, just, just really amazing. I think Personally, when I watch golf on TV, it makes it so much more interesting to know the course. And I think, like you said, it ha- helped get us a lot of viewers this week, um, especially just knowing the history. I mean, Tiger just absolutely annihilated this place. So, yeah, it's really special. I mean, 20, 30 years from now, like you said, I think just the fact that it's a U.S. Open means a lot to me. But knowing that it's at Pebble makes it even sweeter. Um, honestly, I sucked. Um, I just like wanted to get better. Um, I think that 's just kind of who I am, like as a person. just if something can be done better that's that 's how I want to do it um and yeah, i mean it was it was an activity that I shared with my dad and my older brother on the weekends at first, um, so just having that family time and just yeah, wanting to get better <laughs> I mean no one can hit the ball at first, right like It was, like, the little driving range, like, try to get it over the end of the driving range and then try to get it to the first flag, second flag, you know, just just hitting it a little longer each year. Um, But, yeah, I just had so much fun. I've been really lucky, I think. Um, I mean, as far as this week goes, just, yeah, the nerves and just kind of really telling myself, like, I belong out here, I'm good enough to compete, that's just been... What I've been telling myself for the past two years. Um, I think getting my tour card, you know, that's just kind of the beginning of the journey, and you never really know what's going to happen. So, just really been working really hard the last few years. Um, I mean, college, I think, was tough, just having to, you know, balance the schedule, both practice and school. Um, And I think that prepared me really well. Yeah, um, Chevron, I honestly just wasn't hitting the ball well. 21 like, days kind of the whole twists, week, just kind of scraping on the and course trial. of it and just managed to make some really good young. putts. Um, my swing just felt really solid coming up this week, so there was just that level of comfort as far as my game went. And um, I think just being in that position before, you know, instead of thinking, like, oh, man, I'm in the final group, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen. Just, just go out there, have some fun, um, and just know, like, I was in the final group for a reason. Like I, I played really well, and it's it's going to be a good week. Yeah, I mean, I think I, like I said, I kind of never really thought I'd get this far. Um, <laughs> just watching Michelle, she's been such a huge role model to me, and it was really awesome to to yeah, like break break her record for the public links. Um, but it's just, I mean, I've never really compared myself to her. I think I've always wanted to make make my own name. Um, she's just served as a really big inspiration just that we did it um i mean i i honestly haven't talked to him much since that last putt went in kind of got got swarmed by my people but um yeah really excited for both of us he's he works really hard for me and i mean he's one of my best friends at this point probably so just to be able to share that with him is really special I know you haven't had your phone yet, um, but just wanted to read you a tweet from uh, former President Barack Obama. Congratulations to fellow Hawaiian Allison Corpus for winning the U.S. Women's Open. You make us all proud. Just the initial reaction to that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, Barack is Barack and Michelle. I think are the two Punahou alum that I get talked to about the most. And I mean, he did. He's done a lot in his career. Um, yeah, that's that's really special. <laughs> Not that I know of off the top of my head, I might might upgrade a few flights, but <laughs> um, nothing yet i I just bought a car in January, so I think that was my big purchase for the year yeah um we we just got randomly connected at the end of January last year, and he's just been on the bag ever since we had a really good first week um he's He's just really calm um and I think he he knows what to say in the right moments for me, um, especially since we've been working together for, for about a year and a half now. Um, he was a pretty solid player on his own and obviously married to Jennifer Cupcho. So, um, I mean, I think she gives him some advice to pass on to me. He has some advice for me. And, yeah, just kind of, kind of has always felt like an older brother to me. Lately, it's just been about keeping things the same, just taking a bigger per- perspective. Um, like I said, I, I tend to get a little quick. So really just just taking a look at the bigger picture, like this week we're out at Pebble. Just I'm just really grateful to be able to, to play professional golf for a living. Yeah, um, I've had a few instances in the past where I kind of let that get to me and um, obviously not happy about it, but just kind of rushed things a little and didn't, didn't hit a good shot. So, you know, I told myself, that's just kind of how the course plays sometimes. You know, you have a tough hole, you fall behind. So I just told myself that we'd catch up later and just, just stay calm, just keep, keep doing everything at the same pace.
2: Her poise was so, so impressive, particularly as she marched through that final nine. Six birdies in her uh, 18 that she played on Sunday, and ultimately she finished at three under par and won by the same margin. Again, this is the same grounds that you know Jack Nicklaus and Tom Watson and Tiger Woods amongst those that distinguished themselves in the national championship. Congratulations to Allison Corpus with having accomplished that. Very impressive indeed. There was a lot of impressive golf that was played over the course of the week that was, and we'll be going through all of it with you here on the Fairways of Life show when we come back. Uh, yeah, you've got Cameron Smith, who in now less than two weeks, is going to be defending his title at the Open, right, as we as we head to uh, Royal Liverpool. In fact, I'm, I fly out tomorrow night in advance of the Open uh, back to Ireland for a few days and then on to Royal Liverpool. We'll be broadcasting Monday from Royal Birkdale, another classic and historic venue, and then making our way to Royal Liverpool, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I'll be doing the live on course play by play of the open. You can hear that on the open.com website. Just log on to the open and click the audio. Uh, if you're at a place where you can't actually watch the television or the streaming, but you can listen to it without having your boss get too upset about it. Uh, you can listen to us. There we will be on tune in radio. We'll be on, radio. Uh, we'll be on uh, Sirius XM in North America. So you'll get plenty of opportunities and places where you can hear our coverage of the open coming up in Just a few days and we can't wait. Uh, I love it. It's my favorite week of the year when we get a chance to to do that. I was taking a look at the weather forecast yesterday and we've been pretty lucky the last few years. And last year it was really warm and dry at uh, St. Andrews. We're not going to get that this year. It looks like at the best forecast I saw was 50 50 throughout the course of the day between rain and and non rain. But I think it's going to be raining on us a lot as it moves forward. So uh, it was a, a, an incredible win by Allison Corputz. It's really cool when you've got this string of majors that we're running through from the U S senior open to the U S women's open uh, the U S open before that. Now you've got uh, the prospect of the open at Royal Liverpool just around the corner. Of course, this week on the DP world tour is Scottish open. And I shouldn't say the DP world tour because it's a co-sanctioned event. It's also a PGA tour event. And I saw some social media postings out there. Uh, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas all got dressed up and made their way to Wimbledon. Uh, That is going to be in full throws as we get ready to head over tomorrow. So there's a lot going on and there's a lot of excitement out there. Uh, But with Cam Smith, getting back to what I was mentioning, you know he's less than 2 weeks away now from defending his his open title. He's playing some really good golf, but he had this absolutely and we'll show you the video when we come back. He had this absolutely critical putt that he had to make. That wasn't the divide between whether he won individually or not. It was a question of whether his team Ripper would win. Or not. We'll have that story for you when we come back. Plus, we will bring you up to speed at what happened on the PGA Tour as well. Stay with us more of the Fairways of Life show coming up, which is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. We'll talk about that when we come back as well, because the PGA Tour Superstore opened a new one on Saturday, and we did our first special live broadcast uh, from the opening of PGA Tour Superstore on Saturday from Raleigh, right around the corner from where Dom lives. We'll talk to him about that when we come back. Stay with us.
1: Easy now, find your happy place, place. the PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips, where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes!
4: (laughs) Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only
1: just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland... Golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. The Gen 6 iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I've ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them.
5: PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. Period
1: baseball nah football done it i think i'm gonna go after the pga tour bo you're gonna need the right equipment company i think i got that you know tour edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty i know they ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours i know all their premium clubs are hand built the usa i know you know tour edge has won 35 times out here guys i know pound for pound nothing comes close this is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. 101. One. Gives you feedback in real time.
6: Instead of guessing,
7: I get the direct feedback.
5: The Wiz are really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
7: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it'll fix your golf game.
4: Transition on
2: plane. The Wiz. Sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. Yeah, that look right there is – now, this was darn near pre-dawn. That's why it was so foggy, and then you get a chance to look inside. This was before anybody was there. This was Saturday morning at the PGA Tour Superstore in Raleigh. And, Dom, I think you got there at about 5 o'clock in the morning, right? And then you were able to get into the, the studio or into the, uh, the store and take some of these shots. Beautiful.
4: Yeah, I, this is before uh... – Things got out of control, which they did. <laughs> they got. I know. I know. I've, it sounds like I'm being.
2: He says that in a good way. It a was. Bit, it was crazy well, no, it sounds like exciting. I'm
4: being over enthusiastic. Like, oh, you don't. You don't understand how crowded it was. I, I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not exaggerating, Andrew. I sent Andrew some pictures. Do me a favor. Go to the first picture. Okay. If you look at that, if you're watching on the on the. TV side of our program, there's a line of people in an aisle way. If you look at the back wall, right, that that sort of little white sign underneath that picture of a golf course, yeah. that is the register. OK, this was the line immediately got when I got off the air. Right. So, Matt, we got off there like maybe 10 o'clock, maybe a little earlier than 10 o'clock. The store had not been open for one hour. It had been open for less than an hour. This is the line from the register. And then, Andrew, go to the second picture. That is the line from the register that turns on the back wall and continues on to where the simulators are. Hey, Andrew, go to the next picture. That is the rest of the register line turning back, going back towards the front of the Holy store. Cow. So, if you, if, if you envision a, a square, Andrew, put me back on camera. If you, envision, if you envision the store as a giant square, the line went here, here, here that was the line that was the line 40 minutes after they opened could you tell my plan i'm not gonna lie my plan was to go and buy a bunch of stuff that was like a two and a half hour line like 40 minutes after they opened and i had to relieve my babysitter who was watching my kids i i couldn't wait (laughs) could you tell when when you were taking the pictures of the
2: the line could you tell what people had in their hands was it Golf balls? Was it clothing? Was it clubs? Or was it kind of across the board? It, and were they doing it? it was everything? Everything? And, and were they I mean, doing look, you it? You can see Andrew
4: pictures. Pure enthusiasm. You Dom, can see or that guy the- in the white shirt is holding the shirt. That guy in front of him's got a. That's a huge shaft. He's obviously holding a club. This guy right there, has got an orange shirt. He's holding yeah and his shorts. And it wasn't just men, and it wasn't just a certain age group. I mean, you see, yeah, there's a woman right there in the front. There's another woman right there that you can see there's a a, there's a there's a wide age gap of people there. I saw older folks, younger folks. There were some kids. I saw strollers in there um, with babies asleep. Parents dragged out their babies who were asleep in strollers. That's
2: what you should have done. You should have just brought your kids to
4: the to the store opening and let them run around and do whatever. And we had some nice uh, stuff coming in already this morning. Uh, Bill says, "Good morning." Wanted to say Saturday's FOL show did a good job with the opening of the Rally Superstore. Don was one lucky guy, and did a good job with his on-site reporting. No doubt, I agree. Cam says, "Don did a fantastic job in the mayhem." Uh, don't don't I criticize the Don. I think that's <laughs> a spell correct. Der- no, it was a mistake. It was just a uh, Derek says, "I'm glad there's no PGA Tour Superstore near me. I'd be broke." <laughs> It's awesome. Well, I, so, got, I got some bad news for you, Derek. There's more than likely going to be a superstore
2: yeah. near you very soon. What do they have, like <laughs> eight more slated to open in the next year at least? Oh, um, yeah.
4: They're, 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 yeah, they're everywhere. Dom,
2: last question I want to ask you about the buying, though. Was this just, yes, sir. just rabid anticipation, or did they have sales going on at the same time? Just, I'm just trying to sort through everything that we saw because it was so crazy.
4: I do not believe there's any... I mean, obviously, like any other uh, sort of retail store, right? They had sections where things were discounted. But yeah. I, I don't believe there was any specialty sales. I mean, I would equate it to, like, when the, when the crazy pack of people wait on, like, Black Friday before they go into, like a, like, a mall, and there's, like, people elbowing each other to get in. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, the first 20 minutes in that store... I don't know if you could tell. If you go back and watch the show... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be ridiculous. Oh, I was afraid for my life. But I was very concerned about my little setup there with, like, the cones were up. I had cameras. I had some chairs. I had a banner. There's a picture of this sort of my little setup. I wasn't taking up a tremendous amount of space, but I was you know hand to god i was very very worried that i was going to get knocked over the camera was just going to get trampled people were ignoring the cones they people they weren't they didn't care the that cones. i was on tv they didn't care about anything people <laughs> were just like they were just they were just like uh oh. like andrew go back to that picture if you look to the right of the chair you can see there's like a little glass box there that's where they were housing the 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 newest models of the Scotty Cameron putters there was like a crowd of three or four people there, and a staff member that was opening that thing every five minutes like it was a drawer. And they were, look how close they were to where I was sitting. There were people like That's elbowing me in Dom. the side. I was getting yes. moved out of the way, like boxed out, like I was trying to get a rebound in basketball. These guys were like, Can I see this putter? I was like, Matt, I got to go. We got to get off there before I get trampled.
2: <laughs> well, aside from the trauma that Dom had to endure, it was very exciting yes, it was to brutal. be part of. Brutal. Yes. <laughs> It was very exciting to be a part of the opening of the PGA Tour Superstore, and it was incredible to see that level of enthusiasm, and we absolutely are very much looking forward to being a part of more of it. Now, to live golf in London, you heard me teasing it before we went to break. This is the putt, this six-foot putt. Cameron Smith has to make this for Team Ripper to win. I say to win. It was actually to be the first ever team playoff. And so, of course, with that miss, four aces ended up securing yet another win for the team side for Live Golf. Cam Smith still, though, did win on 15 under par. The individual prize, he had that by one shot over Mark Leishman and Patrick Reed. And uh, Louis Ustazen would be next in fourth place at 12 under par. Dustin Johnson uh, alone in fifth at 10 under. i tell you what. I think Patrick Reed is trying as hard as he possibly can too to make some noise heading into the Ryder Cup and and have some uh, recognition of that and have uh, Captain Zach Johnson look their way. I, I think and I think it's great. I think it's very healthy for the United States Ryder Cup team that players that that are on the, on live are thinking so much about the Ryder Cup as well. As yet, we don't really have a mechanism uh, other than the the majors where they can earn their way onto the team without having to get the attention of the captain. Uh, But that's the way it is right now. So, uh, Don, when, when we get a chance later on this week, maybe tomorrow's show, we'll go through, we'll give an update on where we're at with the Ryder Cup. I keep promising when we get back from the Open at Royal Liverpool, we'll go deep into the Ryder Cup and take a look at where everything stands at that point, as we'll be start, literally starting to count down the weeks and then days until we head to Rome for the Ryder Cup in September. Very much looking forward to that as well. Okay, so to that point, let's uh, let's continue to focus on the live event in London. I'd like to, because I've spent so much time talking about Cam Smith, I want to start with Cam, who is the individual winner, and, and ask him the question, of, you know, what kind of statement does it make winning – this event in the U.K. ahead of now less than two weeks and a defense of the Open?
7: Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, it, I think it's more of a uh, a confidence thing there. Um, just winning again, I think, is nice. Um, you know, it really hasn't been that long, I think, uh, in Australia at the end of the year was my last win, but um feels like forever, and uh, especially the way I've been Playing the last couple of months, I've been knocking on the door and it's nice to finally get one out of the way and hopefully this kind of opens the floodgates a little bit. Yeah, it's... Um, you know, my last three shots there were, you know, really quality shots. Uh, you know, the, the shot into the green just got hit by the hit by the wind a little bit uh, more than we were kind of anticipating. Nice bunker shot and a nice putt. But, um, yeah, it wasn't to be for for the team this week but um it's nice to see that we're up to the, the top of the top of the leaderboard there yeah I, I don't even know to be honest um it's uh i i kind of figured um you know it's it's you never know if your score counts as well so i was thinking that that putt on the last meant something and um like i said i hit a good putt but yeah really um really mixed emotions uh you know we've been talking about it all year it's been in the group chats everyone's um everyone's been playing good the last couple of weeks uh, Spain and here. Um, I think the practice rounds have got a little bit tidier, a little bit more crisp um, probably uh, just a little bit more attention I guess to detail out in the golf course and um, yeah, and I was, yeah I was really expecting a big week last week it wasn't really our weekend um, in Spain, but um, yeah we we showed that we're a contender of um, know, of of the team stuff and um, you know, that's that's where we want to be every week. Um, yeah, probably no golf uh, for me next week. Um I'll I'll be heading up to Hoylake Lake on Saturday, so I'll have a bit of a longer prep than than usual, but um yeah, put the clubs down for three or four days. Um just hang out in London, uh see all the sights and um yeah, just have a good time. Relax. Um I, I kinda looked at the leaderboard there, um I knew where I was at. Um it's it's kind of always a little bit tricky, uh, with the three scores counting rather than yeah. than four. So um yeah, but obviously I, I wanted to get up and down, um, just in case. Um like I said before, I, I actually hit a nice wedge shot in there, it just got smoked by the wind and yeah. um, probably shouldn't have even been there in the first place. So uh Yeah, it would've been it would have been so cool to, to uh be a part of the the first playoff in in, uh, the team events and and also uh, be up there with the boys. It would have been awesome.
2: Cam Smith, the individual winner at the Live Golf event just outside of London. I liked where he said he was going to be hanging out in London for a few days, just taking in the sights and chilling there. Uh, I won't get to London on the trip that we're about to make because I'll be flying into Manchester, England uh, and then from there, we'll head over to uh, Paul Eels, who you guys have met many times in this show, who's played in eight opens. Uh, he'll pick me up at the airport, and we're gonna, I think we're going to head into Liverpool on on Sunday afternoon when I get in on the 16th and probably check out some old Beatles haunts and things like that. And then on that Monday, we're going to play Royal Liverpool in the morning because Fairways of Life will be live, our regular time for you guys, Will be at thirteen hundred, so one PM uh, GMT, uh, probably uh, BST, and then we'll be broadcasting right now. As I mentioned, the plan is to broadcast live from Royal Burkdale, which will be so cool. Cannot wait! Uh, that that'll be really great. And then from Tuesday onward, we'll be broadcasting live from. Royal Liverpool inside of the media center of the open. So uh, like we always do trying to bring you guys all the sights and sounds and, and as if you're there with us live and we cannot wait, really, really looking forward to that as well. Now the team winner at the live event, London, as I mentioned to you, once again, the four aces led by uh, Dustin Johnson, though in this piece, it is uh, Peter, your lines there, but you're going to hear from Patrick Reed and Pat Perez and, Reed was asked, we start here, second in the individual, what does it mean to get another team victory?
6: The week was a was a solid week. I mean, I felt like we were seeing a lot of those teams getting too close to us at the top of that board, and, uh, you know, I felt like as a team, we, we just weren't really getting the numbers we really wanted to. And so, uh, you know, I felt like this week meant a lot for us to go out and kind of make a statement, and I feel like after that first round, we all really kind of played some solid golf from – DJ through the entire team, and because of that, you know, we're able to go out there and, uh, you know, make a run like we did today and also yesterday. I felt like yesterday was a very important day for us as a team and also individually to have guys go out and, and play the way they did and kind of have that momentum going into today. Yeah, you know, I always look at leaderboards, so I'm always uh, paying attention and seeing what's going on, but really um, after the three-putt on four and being one over par at that point, I mean, it was starting to see and you know, I saw that the team didn't drop down so I knew the guys were playing well and uh you know I knew that I had to try to do something not only to get myself closer to cam but also just in case any of the other guys needed help uh throughout the round and you know I was able to kind of catch fire there on the back nine and make a lot of birdies there it's just one of those things that um you know once you see your guys making birdies it kind of pushes you a little harder to go out and make birdies as well and, and try to contribute and to be able to do that and to see how these guys played. Uh, you know, from really start to finish today was was key. And, uh, you know, I think that was the biggest thing. We kept pressure on them, and I think that's what we needed to do was keep on putting pressure and, you know, and try to take it from there. And, you know, our guys were able to do that.
0: Yeah, we want to be – we want to win every, every week. Uh, you know, we have – you know, we have a really good team. We have, you know, guys that are always going to play well. And, you know, I've, I've been able to step up my game enough this year to actually help and contribute for once. And so it's actually – it's been satisfying for me. Last year I didn't do anything, which, you know, uh, kind of sucks. I knew coming into the season I had to be, uh, you know, a better player than than I was, and I've worked hard at it to try to, you know, help a lot and, and contribute. So the, the wins feel a little uh, more sweeter to me this year than last year. So I'm I'm um, I'm really happy with team wins, and, uh, you know, it's nice to kind of separate ourselves again.
6: Uh, don't know where I'm playing <laughs> yet, what I'm doing. Um, I think we're just going to stay here in London. Uh, I got my little one over here first time overseas, so... Uh... We might try to catch some of the uh, Wimbledon, go over there for maybe a day and really just stay around here and grind, you know, kind of spend some time with her, show her around London and, uh, you know, just continue playing golf. I mean, really, I mean, I I heard it was supposed to be really firm and fast over there, but then I hear it's been getting just absolutely hammered by rain last week, well, this past week, and next week's supposed to get a lot of rain there too. So, uh, you know, really just get my game sharp try to work on a lot of different kind of shots I feel like we'll, we'll need over there and, uh, you know, just kind of go into it like every other major, you know, focused, prepared, and ready. Yeah, you know, um, it's funny, a lot of people ask me what I remember, but I don't honestly, I don't remember a thing about it. Um, it was my first Open, and, you know, I think I remember more of about that place whenever watching Tiger go out and win as a junior when I won the uh, Junior British Open. I came over, and we were able to watch a couple practice rounds. And uh, watching how he kind of plotted himself around that golf course, but um, yeah, I really don't remember much about 14. Uh, I know I didn't play that great the first round, and then played okay the second, didn't make the cut there. But uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those places. It's links oh, oh, golf. It's different. You got to know your angles, and uh, you know, know how to hit a seven iron 110 yards, but then turn around and feel comfortable hitting it 310. And um, you know, I think that's the thing this week is just kind of get used to that and get comfortable hitting those kind of shots.
2: I did think it was interesting what Patrick Reed just said. Same thing. Looks like the, the rain is coming for the open. And I'm sure this will be one of the questions like you'll get to, Dom, as we get closer or that week. What kind of weather do people hope for for the open? Like we've had some beautiful weather. You remember last year? I think you even got sunburn if I'm not mistaken, last year. What Oh, I can see – Andrew is finding that video, by the way. We have – just so you guys know, when we're in the studio here, we've got all kinds of monitors in front of us. And so I can generally see what's coming in the preview. And Dom was saying when, when the sound started, he said, did you see the shot that Patrick Reed hit from the rough when the club turned over in the, in the fescue and it came rocking it out? Here it is. How close did that come to that guy, Dom? Could you tell?
4: Look like it looked like it was oh, look like it was just over his head. Leave it, let it go, Andrew. Let it play. You can see Patrick's face. Uh, I would say it was less than a foot from hitting that guy. And the guy reacted late, obviously. I yeah, think towards it, the end I, of this, when Patrick they Patrick was replay, was nervous about it too. Patrick was like, "Oh, I almost killed that person." <laughs> yeah. Watch here in slow mo. They did it. Look at the guy in the hat. The uh, sitting alone. You can sort of see the ball. Look how close that is! They hitting him right in the head. Oh my God! He could have killed him. <laughs> wow! Look! 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 Here's Ray- Oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, he knew it too. Well, thank goodness everybody was. Well, okay. I mean, you
4: got to know. I mean, anybody that knows golf knows that in that type of rough, the club never, never goes into it and gets open, and the the ball goes that way. It always shuts down, and it's if it's going to do that, it's going to go around left.
2: around the and just. Yanks
4: the grass wraps around the hosel, and so the miss there is is especially on. It's always going to be left, so that guy has got to be like I, I like I would have moved way left or at least been kneeling. And he was so close to where Patrick was that he didn't have enough time to react. So when the guy ducks out of the way, it's way after the ball is already in the woods. So that that was. Matt, that would have been game over. That's, I don't again, exaggerating, right? He probably wouldn't have been killed. But I would not have been shocked if he had gone and been, you know, knocked out unconscious from that.
2: Oh, it could have been worse than that. I mean, the, a golf ball can be very dangerous. Remember the lady that got hit in the eye at uh, Le Golf National for the, the Ryder Cup? And as far as I know, she's blind in that eye. That was what hole was that? Was that the sixth hole? And she was sitting on the left side and Brooks Kepka hit it over there. Yeah. And it, it, it hit her right in the ice. I mean, aside from what a golf ball can do, if depending on where it hits you, it can do a lot of damage or even kill you. It can, it's very dangerous. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So, and, I, and I'm sure you've seen it too, being in this business over the years, when people get hit, I remember being at an open one year when Rory hit a wayward shot and hit a little boy in the head. And you know, the, it's very thin there between, between skin and bone, and it just – it opened up, and it, the poor little kid was bleeding like crazy. And it was – it threw – Rory spoke about it later on and how much it threw him off, uh, and he had difficulty concentrating from there. But my question I asked you earlier about St. Andrews, do, did I remember correctly that that was, that was when uh, you got sunburn out there because it was, because it was so warm?
4: Yeah, I got sunburned at the Open. I Absolutely, so. yeah, it was beautiful. The think about was that for a second. We're talking about the Open. week.
2: Well, do you agree with my it's theory amazing. though that I think most people like it when the weather is brutal at the Open because you're you're watching the players just play in these massive winds and sometimes driving rain, etc.
4: I like uh, I like the conditions to be. Is personal, but I like the conditions to be. Challenging but not out of control. So for the open, I like the idea of sort of a misty, annoying rain with like maybe 20 mile an hour winds with some gusting, because the conditions are playable, right? But very, very difficult. I think when the conditions are 40 mile an hour winds or driving rain, that's a little. That's all too much overkill for me because then it it. It becomes now you're less talking about, about it,
2: like Tiger and Muirfield. It's just and it like pure down luck of and like, yeah.
4: it's just, a, yeah, it becomes a joke. People are just hitting shots and they could, it doesn't matter. It's just total luck and garbage and it's not, it's not really golf, but in, in sort of a mist in a cold, in like a chilly rain with wind that's playable, but still the gusts are a problem. You really have to, golf your ball and I love that I like those conditions so I do like challenging conditions but I don't want them to be out of control Matt I mean I don't think that the the, the current weather is out of control it's just kind of raining right
2: I, well I don't know all I know right now is it's going to be raining a lot of it in the forecast we'll get to it in a second but I can see Andrew you heard me laugh in the middle there because again I can see him cueing something up on our, on our preview this is Brandon Grace coming in and he was wearing the big hat and this comes down to this comes down to the the team side of the competition, so he he was the guy I believe that was it was the highest score or whatever whatever the the qualifying criteria was to have to wear the the big hat It reminds me kind of an Elver, elmer fudd hat, and we were talking about earlier how i mean dom I'm not sure you were you were I think, kind of against it, I like it. I like that that the guys are are doing different things and willing to have fun. He was clearly enjoying it, had a big smile on his face coming in uh, it's just it's it's again it, it, when I look at it all this stuff as a buffet it's it's just a different presentation and if if it causes the guys to have more fun doing it, okay, it's all right by me
4: I'm not at all against it um, oh, all right. I am pro fun. But the one thing I've been complaining about in this program for 15 years is authenticity and transparency. And I personally believe that a majority of the stuff that we're seeing is PR-driven stuff from the live folks trying to drum up interest, right, and trying to do things – like on purpose trying to do things differently. So I think a lot of the things that we're seeing would be more fun if it was authentic. Like if it was Cam Smith's idea to put a hard hat on in front of Kevin Na. I don't think it was. I think it's the live team saying, hey, we need to do, hey, let's do this thing so we can post it on social media. It's more fun when it's authentic, when it's natural. Yeah, but look at how much fun he's having doing
2: it. It made us laugh with him with the the hair coming out the back, the whole deal. I think this is great. I, I don't worry about whose idea it was.
4: I do, I do. I want. It's more fun when it's real, when it comes from the players' hearts, instead of how do you know when that the to, director know, of whatever hands him a bag a and hat. says, "Put on this hat so we can film it."
2: I don't know, Tom. You're 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 a hard taskmaster. Uh, Dewiz is golf's what? latest wearable technology. It's golf's first swing monitor and swing modifier all in one, like a launch monitor. But Dewiz is for your golf swing. It tracks your swing in real time. and delivers a groundbreaking layer of swing data, helping you to understand. The cause of your swing issues and its swing modifying features are based on neuroscience, gives you immediate feedback through a slight electric pulse learning you to precisely where you need to fix your swing. a seamless and wearable tech that it is. It can be used anywhere with or without a club in your office or backyard on the practice range or simulator and on the course. Go to dwizgolf.com to learn more. Before we go to a break here and come back with the PGA Tour news, Dom, let's find out what we're hearing from the people, what, what's coming back in on this Monday morning.
4: Oh, a lot of stuff. Dom hating on Live. nobody says. I was not hating on Live. That's a bunch of garbage. I You're like hating a little golf. Bit. I no, like golf. No, no, no. You insulted him a little bit. I like a all bit. golf. No, I'm just saying. That, yeah, but I would say I have said the same thing about the tour and all these other. I don't like. I don't like inauthentic. It's it's fun for me when it's real. Yeah, when but dude, fake, in the balance, it's annoying.
2: In the balance of things, that because the it was the European Tour that was the first to do these like really unique little videos and remember the anger management ones and all this stuff. Brilliant. Really well done. Then the PGA I, tour.
4: It's okay. It's okay. It's see, this what I mean. It's, it's a little forced. It's a little, are forced. you kidding and me? What, some of it is forced. And that's what, so what, what's actually funny about those videos is watching the bad acting. That's what's funny because that is it's kinda, that's
2: part of it. That is part of it. But well, yeah, when, but
4: that's, that's, it's only funny because it's forced. So you no, got like Martin the, the, the Eddie Pepperell thing in there, like, oh, the Terrell Hatton
2: stuff, the anger management. That stuff was just flat out funny. I don't care who you are. <laughs> it's a quote.
7: Babe. Uh-huh. So,
4: so, anyway. All they, right, do so you want more stuff here? There's I stuff. was going
2: to, but I didn't finish my sentence. When the PGA tour tried to do it, if you remember, the few times they tried to do similar stuff, it looked so staged. Because right? it's it's very unusual for them. They, they don't do that stuff. What was the other thing the European Tour did where they did everybody was frozen and they did it the in one camera challenge. move?
4: What was it? It was called the Mannequin Challenge. That was probably like three years ago or something like Absolutely that. Absolutely
2: brilliant. That should have won an award.
4: Well, that, Well, that's the only one that golf did. that At that time, that was a... a, a social media trend that was worldwide. Theirs so was were huge. Mannequin Dom. challenges everywhere.
2: But the mannequin yeah, challenge. Was. was. a big one. It was huge and they did it in one camera movement. They did it that one time and it worked perfectly. Crabby yeah. Dom. Alright what, yeah. what else
4: you got? Crabby Dom. Uh, Dom likes original thoughts only. Don't mess with Dom. <laughs> Dom it would help if you let your biases go. I have no biases. All right, I'm moving. I'm moving further up in these comments. I'm I'm done with this. All right, um, the Open used to be the best major, but the ball speed now is killing the courses. Interesting. Sunburn I mean, or windburn? It's, it it's, was not windburn. The reason why, the, the reason
2: why that the reason why that person's saying that is we're coming off the last Open was at the old course of St Andrews. Which a lot of the critics of the the idea of rolling back the ball technology point to that course in particular and say, you're making these whole scale changes just for one golf course. The reality is it isn't just for one golf course. What they're trying to do is look forward 30, 40, 50 years and say, if the advancement of elite players in terms of distance continues at the trend that it's been continuing, then over those decades, plural – then it's going to have uh, an impact on many golf courses. So that's, I think that's a reasonable approach.
4: Play, uh, Pity the Open isn't at Birkdale, because they're, ta- they're obviously hearing you saying, I'm going to play Birkdale. Uh, way, better, way better course than Liverpool, Derek. I says. would agree with that. Uh, uh, rough life, rough life for Matt. Great. I'll be welding under a rock crusher covered in sweat and grease. I don't want to hear. You got to be careful. You're going to have to be careful about your complaining. I should be a writer. No, I don't know if I'll have time to do this. I don't have time. (laughs) Yeah. Ryan, uh, Matt does have it rough here. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, There's a lot of folks coming in, commenting on Cam Smith and live and team Ripper and the whole, uh, how things transpired over the weekend uh, in live London. Um, a lot of positive comments coming in uh, about the tournament. Cam also says the golf ball in reference to what we were talking about with Patrick Reed and, and the scary shot he hit. Yeah. Just hit that guy. A golf ball is, t- again, I don't know, I can't fact check this, but golf ball is 250 feet per second and a 9mm handgun is 900 feet per second. So it's not quite as fast as a bullet, but that sounds still pretty fast and dangerous. So that's a little scary. Uh, worst score gets the hat, someone said. Yeah, that's what I thought it was too. The worst score the giant of a hat team that gets the hat. His name is wearing. Um, and then there's actually quite a number of people who are responding to my uh, uh, question of the day. Which we don't even know what the question of the all day of this is. Stuff. What is it? Yeah, it's totally unrelated to everything we're talking about. The question of the day was how many wedges do you have in your bag? Three, four, or five? of people right now have three wedges. 47% have four wedges, and nobody has five wedges. I thought, I'll be honest, I thought the average was four. And I thought traditionally people had four. And we have a majority of people right now saying they have three wedges in their bag. That's interesting to me. And then I'll just read some of the responses coming in here uh, talking about the wedges. Uh, Three wedges, Cam says, and two of them are cavity backs because why make the game harder then it needs to be just to be cool. Derek says, a pitching wedge, a gap wedge, a 54 and a 58 here. And I use all four on 99% of my rounds. All Cleveland's. Paul says, I have a pitching wedge, a 52, a 56, and a 60. He only uses the 60 around the greens. Interesting. And then uh, Rob, Bob says, Dom, you needed police tape around those cones.
2: <laughs> People are still Nationally talking about you and a the cones.
4: Three. A 50, a 54, I apparently. Uh, Paul says also not enough registers at the superstore. They had a lot. They had like seven or eight registers going. I had a not. It was just too, it was too crowded. Uh, 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 Manesh has a 50, a 54, and a 58. That's what he uses. Uh, I think a 62 is a bit weird. <laughs> That's funny. 60, do they even have 62 degree? They have 64 degree wedges now, don't they, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. I have four wedges in my bag, and I kind of thought everyone did, but that's apparently not the case. So I don't know. And there's a lot of stuff still coming in. There's plenty of stuff coming in, and a lot of people are uh, uh, talking about the live event, talking about the live London event. It is interesting to see Cam Smith back in the winter circle, especially. I don't know if it's if there's irony uh, again, the, co- the coincidence of it, the fact that he goes back into the winter circle right before the open is so. Interesting to me. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if it's good vibes that he's feeling because of the time of the year or what, but all of a sudden he wins right before the Open, Matt? That's uh, that's crazy.
2: I think the field at the Open this year, because it is Royal Liverpool, I think it's going to be wide open. Uh, The golf course is obviously going to be soft. The golf course is, of the Rota, it's probably... You're know, you talking about the road of the open, so the standard's already extremely high, so don't get me wrong on this, but of the courses in the road, it's probably my least favorite in terms of architectural design, course difficulty, et cetera. That doesn't mean it's not a beautiful golf course, and it doesn't mean it's not a very challenging golf course. It's just not as much so in that regard, in my opinion, as the others. Uh, So given the type of golf course that it is, uh, given where its defenses are, Given the type of weather that we're going to be facing, and given the form of the field coming in, I would be really—I can't wait. And it's too soon to do it. We could do it now and look at the odds, but the odds at this point are going to be primarily based on emotions. Uh, let's let's wait a few more days and see how the houses start coming in, because I think this is a very very difficult one to call—really difficult one to call. Um, if I had a, if I had to pick someone early, like at this point right now. I kind of feel like Victor Hovlin. would – Dom um, just said in my headset, Shane Lowry. Uh, but I kinda feel like Victor Victor Hovlin would be but I'm back in Shane Lowry, just so you know. Uh, well I or I know no, a guy. What are that's the odds for Shane, Shane Lowry? Lowry. <laughs> yeah. What, what are, are the, the odds, odds for
4: Shane Lowry? How about what about Shane Lowry's odds?
2: We'll have time. We'll have time, Dominic. <laughs> uh, so anyway, very very much looking forward to to uh, discussing all of that as the as the days progress. Looking forward to to discussing the Or to tell your allegiance
4: lies, Matt. Hard to tell.
2: Uh, on the PGA Tour is where we're going to be going just around the corner in more of your responses. Uh, Zero Frictions Wheel Pro Push Cart is a three-in-one golf bag, stand bag, cart bag, and push bag. The Stride Golf Bag, which is that automated cart that follows you around like R2-D2. Uh, we just got a note from John the other day that they came out in different colors. Dom, I'm praying that didn't happen because because remember you and I looked at this and we are like, he's like, what do you guys think? We said, it is Awesome. But you need different colors. The only color you get, any color you want, as long as it was black, right, Henry Ford? Now he actually has all these different colors. Incredible selection of golf gloves, balls, and tees as well. Head over to zerofriction.com, zerofriction.com. When we come back, we're going to hear from PGA Tour Radio and more as the Fairways of Life show continues on this Monday.
1: This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time.
6: Instead of guessing, I get the
7: direct feedback.
5: The Wiz I really helped me to keep that consistent swing.
7: You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game.
4: Transition on plane.
2: The Wiz, sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. Yeah.
1: Easy now, find your happy place, place. the PGA Tour Superstore, it's all in the hips, where every swing is possible, just tap it in, yes,
4: (laughs) find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings,
1: is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA TOUR Superstore. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 driver. This is the driver. It is absolutely fantastic on performance, distance, on looks, on feel and sound. Beyond forgiving. I am supremely confident that when a golfer hits our Gen 6 drivers, they are going to have some of the best golfing days they've ever had.
5: PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period.
2: Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary 3-in-1 design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels, which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart, the decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to zerofriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday. Pleasure to have your company. Earl Forsey and Mark Wilson were anchoring PGA Tour Radio's coverage this week. You can hear it on the PGA Tour app. You can hear it on PGATour.com or if you subscribe to National Satellite Service Sirius XM. And, gents, when it was all said and done, what a job done by Sepp Straka at the John Deere.
0: Matt, thanks. What a wild Sunday finish in Silvis, Illinois at the John Deere. A classic five-time winner in the PGA Tour. Mark Wilson was alongside for an entertaining Sunday, Mark. We almost had a sub-60. And then Sepp Straka, who was flirting with 59, hits one in the water and opened the door for some drama to finish. He had a five-shot lead at one point. The lead uh, was down to one late in the final round. Straka hangs on thanks to the Sunday 62. 21 under, wins it by two, but it Certainly wasn't easy. You never know on Sundays in the PGA Tour.
5: You don't. But, yeah, I mean, what a round of golf it was. And it looked like he couldn't miss from the fairway or from the, on the greens. And, and we thought it was inevitable it was going to be something in uh, under 60. And then all of a sudden uh, hits that in the water, which was, which was surprising. But uh, his interview after that, before a possible playoff, which never materialized, uh, showed me that uh, you know he had his mind in the right spot. He was very grateful for how he played and he was focusing on all the good stuff he did in case he had to go out there and play again. So an uh, impressive run for, for Sepp Straka as Brennan Todd and Alex Smalley tried to track him down but couldn't quite get it done.
0: Yeah more on Todd who was uh, one on the back nine had a chance to tie it up, had a six-footer, missed it, then made a late bogey to fall two behind. So in the end, the tournament kind of came back to Brendan Todd, who led to start the day on Sunday, and that was kind of a disappointing finish for him late as well.
5: It probably is. He'll be kicking himself a little bit too. All of a sudden he had new life, and he made a great birdie on, on 14, and he hit a, just a tremendous 9-iron into the 15th hole and had a good look for birdie and missed that one, followed up with a three-pot. It was just kind of crazy. Uh, Fred Albers uh, said it best. "Is like, you know, these are the things that he excels at, and uh with wedges and and in putting and that let him down at the end missed the fairways on both 17 and 18 coming home as well a guy who's up there in the top 10 in driving accuracy a year in year out on the pga tour so uh still a great week finishing second uh but uh You know, going as as the leader into Sunday, you certainly fantasize about hoisting that trophy.
0: And Seb Stranka gets it done, even though he had a, quote, settle for the 62 on Sunday. So that's two wins now for him Uh, from Vienna, Austria. And he's one of those Georgia Bulldog players who's uh, they've been great and winning a bunch on the PGA Tour. But another one of those internationals now a two time winner uh, for him and maybe part of the Ryder Cup conversation now that he's won again.
5: It's uh, certainly a global game on the PGA Tour. That's now the seventeenth international player that's won uh, this season on the PGA Tour, uh, and yeah, for sure for the Ryder Cup, Luke Donald has to take notice of a great play like that, and and he uh, he's got all the assets of it, and uh, he certainly would be a good part to to add to that. Uh, european team um uh, you know right now sep straka i'm sure is going to enjoy this with his fellow georgia bulldogs and, and the other guys in the frat house uh that they stayed with together i, I know that's a, a happy house uh two winners in a row back-to-back years jt poston and now sep straka
0: and it was a fun day no doubt certainly was fun for sep straka the winner and now matt this is a big stretch uh, to finish off the fedex cup regular season six events over the final four weeks for us it starts with morning coverage this week from the genesis scottish open
2: cannot wait for that earl forsey i hope you guys are going over to the genesis scottish open as well i think i'm pretty sure uh, johnny mcginnis is going because i think john is also a part of our open coverage our being the world radio feed that that we're doing as well which i really hope is the case because i love working with johnny and i might I might put a request in, if possible, that maybe they send us out together. That would be really fun to be able to, to be on course with John as well again, get the band back together again. Uh, all right, so in a second we're going to hear from uh, Sepp Stracke here. Dom, anything else coming in that you want to share with
4: me? Yeah, kind of. Some guy named Paul said, Dom, make better questions of the day. Oh, that's not cool. Why? Try trying my best over here. <laughs> Come on. How do the people Why don't you react make a that? question of the day? Huh? 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 Yeah, that's right. And then uh, it looks like uh, I'm I'm being defended though. Don't mess with Dom, they say.
2: Yeah, who <laughs> There's said other that? People
4: defending me now. Cam. Uh, Cam McMaster. He's probably also that. asking about Shane Lowry odds. <laughs> See. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's Rory won the last time, I, time I we were my there. Which question was it? I thought everyone had four wedges. This is, this is news to me. I, Derek says, I didn't watch one second of the PGA Tour this week. I feel sorry for John Deere. They're a great long-term sponsor. I do think, question for another day, but I do think that there is a discussion to be had that I think is interesting about now that they have to have these designated events, moving forward, like the 2024 schedule, you're going to have events that are non designated or non elevated, and those events are going to suffer um, I don't think there's an I don't think there's an angle of an argument where they don't suffer, and that is a bummer
2: yeah i think I think the the angle on the whole thing the discussion point on the whole thing is that these professional athletes. When, when you structure the game of golf, however it ends up settling, the dust settling in whatever way it does. But the bottom line is, is they want the stars to play, and everybody wants the stars. And to get the stars together to play against each other more often, right, so their stated intent. That when you, when you take those minimum numbers, you add to it the events that they're going to play otherwise, obviously the majors, you add to it events that they might want to play, say, in the DP World Tour, uh, you add to it depending on whatever happens with or how they're going to structure the players being able to play, I hope, across leagues. When you add all that stuff in, you're talking about players playing a lot of golf. And what we've seen over the last couple years, that as the world of golf puts pressure on the players to play more, there's more injuries. We see more dips in form. So I'll be curious in how all of that plays itself out. Can I throw
4: out an idea that I just thought of?
2: Yes, I'm sure this is going to be interesting because when you preface an idea by going an idea I just thought of.
4: Yeah, <laughs> this has been heavily researched in the last eight seconds in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what if this new, new co, right, this, this, if this thing goes through and they're sort of overseeing all of golf, what if, because this is entertainment and it's all about eyeballs and it's all about selling sponsorships, and if they're trying to maximize the amount of people that are going to watch a tournament on television – globally, how would you do that? What if, what if, if they had more of an NFL approach, American football, where less is more? What if they had the four majors and 12 events a year, and all 12 of those events were only the best players in the world, like it's just the top 50, top 80 whatever it is that's it so you have the best of the best playing against each other every three weeks all across the world that is it and then every other tournament and every other tour event on all levels of tour are just events to try and get into those 14 events and that's it because what this comes down to is tv money so if they're going to have this new property and it's going to oversee everything whoever's running this whether it's Jay Monahan or Yasser al ramayan or the board, whatever it might be, they're going to go to new sponsors, and they're going to say, "Look, we have the best in the world. Our new TV deal. Their current TV deal is what seven, eight hundred million dollars, Matt. I think it's around seven hundred, yeah. So they're going to go to you pick you pick a sponsor, yeah. an airline, and they're going to say, um, look, we the have airline. all the golfers now. Right? Yeah. You want to be the sponsor of the new the new co league, whatever it is? We think that we're worth.'" 1.5 billion dollars now. And if I'm a if I'm a sponsor, I'm going to say oh that there's no way that's true because the the especially in the United States the golf ratings are 2 to 3 million people. Why would we pay you more money for that? But if they do some sort of setup where less is more like the NFL, the NFL only, well they've changed it recently, but they have 17 games. And everybody knows that and all the sponsors know that. Every week, every moment counts a lot. There's tremendous value in the in the little amount of time that we have those games. So if you have only 14 events or, let's say, 12 events um, and then how, four majors— Sorry to
2: interrupt you. Just, just in the interest of, of uh, efficiency here, how is what you're describing not exactly what they're trying to do with the elevated events? Limited fields, there's too many, there's too, no many cuts. Tour,
4: there's too many tours and there's too many events and there's too much fracturing. The elevated events don't include Brooks Capco who just won a major. if, they, well, what if, if they're they have going a to new down the system, road? Well then, what, well then, what happens? All the live events go away. Like you can't. No, but they have but to they consolidate have, right this now. They into only have like 14 live events.
2: events. They're not talking about adding any. They would have to have those events around these other events. He doesn't have to play in every one of those because, again, now you get back to what I was talking about: the pressure on the players. If if you if you think back to the sound that we featured over the course of the last week, we heard from DJ. We heard from Phil, although Phil kind of danced around it more than others. We heard from Cam Smith. That was just a sampling of those three alone, and there was more. And none of them said that they want to charge back and play on the PGA Tour. None of them. They all said they were really happy with the balance of what they have right now. And when Phil described it, because sometimes you have to listen more to – Phil isn't explicit at times because he likes likes to plant seeds. What Phil was trying to say was it gives him the time – for his body to rest, to work on the things that he needs to work on, to be ready for the next event, whether it's a major or whether it's a week-in, week-out event. So, yeah, they have to figure out that part of it, Don, because that's where my concern is that the players are going to be asked to do too much, and at some points and sometimes over the last couple of years, we've seen what I think are injuries that are resulting from players doing too much. Why would and, they
4: and- be asked? To do too much in the scenario I laid out. What are you talking? You're talking. You're talking about li, uh, a limited elite schedule
2: that sits above the other tours, or it would actually limit the
4: amount of golf that's played week in and week out. I am saying that. Listen, this is just an idea I had, and I'm just talking about now. I think it's interesting to discuss. But what in my head right now? The way, it would, the way it would lay out is the big players, say Phil Mickelson, right? He's a draw, right? So is Ricky yeah. Fowler on the tour. He's a draw, even though he might not be – I mean, he's playing well recently, but say a year ago he was not high in the rankings, but he, he mattered a lot to sponsors, to television ratings. I'm saying those players only play 14 events worldwide, period, full stop. They don't play in any other events on any other tours. They want, they want TV money? You put all those players in a basket in just those events. And the live events and the PGA Tour events on the bottom, all those events just become feeders to try and get into that group of 14 events or 16 events or you, whatever. You, you pick the number. But it's a low number because less is more. Like if you look at the NFL, that's, that's sort of how they do things. Everybody is waiting. And college football season is very similar, too, in the United States is every game, every moment matters so much more because less is more. There's only this many games, and that's basically, it. basically and that's how basically they, they get eyeballs on TV.
2: Basically, what you're talking about, Dom, is a Super League, and we and the NFL sort already of. is a yeah. Super League. Uh, in college football, we're already hearing rumors about uh, the potential of a Super League, and now you're talking about it with golf as well. Would it would it cause higher ratings for those events? No doubt. Would it would it uh, have the potential of increasing the overall value of their so-called television package? Probably, although frequency is important. Uh, would it devastate other than those 14 events the rest of the year? It would have a big impact. So I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. My initial response to it is I'm not crazy about it, uh, but I can see from, from a standpoint of the, the pencil pushers and the money guys why they would like something like that. I'm not sure if that would be the direction that I would recommend. Which, by the way, did you happen to see, Dom, Allison Corputz's caddy? Did you see this? Her caddy's name is Jay Monahan.
4: <laughs> I know <laughs>
2: golf's a small world, Matt. <laughs> golf's a small world indeed. I thought that was absolutely classic. All right, so we're going to say goodbye here on this Monday. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Uh, Dom, you've got the you've got the the trip you got to make today, so you're not going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, but after and then I'm traveling, as you know, uh, flying overseas, so after tomorrow's show our next show will be our national television broadcast is it's with uh, our next one is with Cal Ripken, right?
4: Uh yeah, it's correct. Our next broadcast our our, our live national show is it was the long form interview uh with Cal Ripken Jr., who is sure. one of the most iconic athletes in the history of the world to be honest.
2: so much more so than he gets credit for to tell you the truth. It, it oh, really man. is it really is incredible. So Cal Ripken will be our next guest. And if you log on to fairwaysoflife.com, you can see our list of affiliates there. So you can check your local affiliates wherever you live, wherever you're catching the broadcast. If you're uh, to that, to those comments I'm making to those that are watching us across North America, of uh, the rest of the world, please. And everybody else within North America too, uh, two things for us, please smash the like button. Just smash that like button right now. Hit it like a thousand times. And then. Make sure that you have subscribed to the Fairways of Life on YouTube. Subscribe to the Fairways of Life on our YouTube channel so that you get to see this show as it airs throughout the course of the week. We are the only independent daily live golf talk and news show that is available around the world and for free. It works because of all of you. Thank you so much for your company once again. Have a great, great Monday. And until we are together again, uh, be well and goodbye for now.